Hi guys, this is Joseph. Welcome to the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. This is a Christian podcast dedicated at casting Jesus to the world through teaching the word of God for instilling biblical knowledge, increasing faith, and helping you discover your purpose in God. May you enjoy the sermon. the fourth and final episode of the series that is titled seek first guys can you believe it's been a month yo it's been it's been it's been a ride <laughs> but i've been having so much fun um breaking down what really god wants us to hear in terms of us seeking him first and i'm really excited about today's message um which i decided to title fight like a soldier to be quite honest the title of this message came to me i think a month ago, if not weeks ago, when I was listening to a song by Joy Celebration. Shout out, shout out, shout out. <laughs> and the song is, I am the winner. And it wasn't the first time that I heard the song. I had actually heard the song from one of the gospel artists, Uusipo Makabani. And, but now this time the message was so powerful and I had to repeat the song and repeat the song and repeat the song. And I found myself, you know, relating so much to to what the message was saying. Basically, the lyrics say, I'm like a soldier in, in the army and I'm set for the war. I am the winner in Christ, my Lord. So, sure. Yeah, it blew me away, to be quite honest. But before we get into the message, you know we always start with a prayer in here. So we'll start with a prayer and then I'll just break it down. Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for your grace that is abundant and your love. Um, that covers us and covers our flaws and covers our faults. Lord, we thank you yet again for inviting us to your presence and, you know, sharing this message to us, Lord God, that we are still alive and we still have the opportunity, Lord God, to correct our mistakes and to serve you properly. We thank you so much for the gift of love that you gave to us through your son, Jesus Christ. We accept him and we embrace him and we believe in him. And so, Father, even this word, we are going to embrace it, Father God, and hear from you what you really want to say. And from this message, Father God, we'll be able to share with the rest of the world the good news that you've brought to us, Father God, that you leave, Father, and, and you are a savior of human beings. We thank you so much. We honor you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So the reference scripture for today is a very nice story that i like that we find in the book of second chronicles chapter 20. now this story is in the old testament chronicles is in the old the old testament and we see a king by the name of jehoshaphat so now this king is faced with a very very tricky situation where a vast army is coming against him which is an army from the Moabites and the Ammonites. So the Ammonites and the Moabites had decided to wage a war against Jehoshaphat, right? Jehoshaphat was then the king of Judah. So now you can imagine there's a big war that is that is coming and the soldiers and the army that are coming to you, they are very great and they are greater than the army that is on your side. Reminds me of a story of um, David and Goliath where when you feel like an end and your problems are so overwhelming and you don't know what to do 
But in this story, we see something very great, which is the first point that I want us to highlight um, in the story. The Bible says, Jehoshaphat knelt down and inquired of the Lord, which is very powerful because Jehoshaphat, even with this overwhelming army that is coming to him, he decides to say, I know who my Redeemer is and I know that I will not be able to fight this war if I do not inquire of the Lord. So the first stance he takes is to inquire of the Lord. And he proclaims a, he proclaims an, a fast um, to the people of Judah. And what the people do as a result of what he had commanded as the king um, is that they come together and they all pray as a community and seek the Lord. And this also highlights the fact that it is very important for us as believers to have people around us that are in the same spirit and that are God-centered, you know. Even when you face problems, it's very nice to have like a community of believers that will be able to not just pray for you, but also pray with you. You know, a, a family of believers that even when you can't pray for yourself, they can be able to tell and sense in the spirit to say, hi, my brother, today we can see that you're not fine, but we'll pray with you. That is very important. And God, God um, promotes that. He promotes a godly community, you know, where as believers, even when we have burdens that burden us, we can be able to carry one another's burdens and bring them unto the Lord. And this is what the people of Judah do in this case, right? So as a community, they come together. The Bible says all the men of Judah, their wives, their children, everyone is there, right? Everyone is there in the same mind and in the same spirit. And what God is doing is a, a revival, right? It's a revival that starts with the king and it goes down to the families from the fathers and to the wives and to the kids. And and as believers, this is what God really wants to do in us. Maybe you might be the head of the family or not necessarily the head, but as a child. But God wants to stir a revival in you that after he touches you, right, you are able to touch even other people and you are able to bring them to the glory of the Lord and that they are able to experience what God is doing in your life and what God is going to do in their lives, right? The second point that is very important is that as Jehoshaphat is inquiring of the Lord, a prophet comes to him, a prophet of the Lord, and he says, listen, King Jehoshaphat, this is very important, guys, um, that he refers him to him as a king. You know, sometimes when problems come and battles come, they sometimes overwhelm us that we forget our position um, with God. You know, problems can never um, downgrade us to who God has said we must be. The angel of the Lord goes to Gideon in the book of Judges, and he doesn't refer him according to his situation, but he, he refers him as a man of valor. He says, I salute you, man of valor. And Gideon is like, how am I a man of valor when I'm the least in my family and even my tribe in Jemai? Like nothing, yeah, nothing explains whatever it is that you're proclaiming upon my life. But it is very important for us to remember who we are, that we are kings, that we are priests, that we are sons of God, that even when situations overwhelm us, we need to remember who we are. And so the prophet says to him, listen, king of King Jehoshaphat, he says, the Lord says, do not be afraid or discouraged because of the vast army. 
Very important, guys. Your fear, <laughs> fear is something else. Fear is fear cripples your faith, if you were to be quite honest, right? And po possibly this is what Jehoshaphat was experiencing at this time as a king. He has fought so many battles, but this one somehow felt so so overwhelming and too much for him to to say, "Horio, I can be able to overcome this." And the angel says, "You know what? Do not fear." Do not let this army that is coming cripple your faith, but stand in faith because faith focuses on Jesus Christ and his sufficiency, right? Even when we lack, even when our, our resources do not state that we can win whatever battles it is that we are fighting against, but we are saying, God, we are giving this to you and we are relying on your sufficiency and your provision. And that's when God excels. Right. God excels in, in, in our weaknesses because his strength is made bigger in our weaknesses. So he says, do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid. So what he's basically saying is that do not listen to the voice of the enemy in this, in this case. Um, but look up to the promises of God. I don't know if it's Psalms or Proverbs where they say, I will, look, I will lift my eyes up to the hills. Where, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And that's a very important stance as children of God that even when trouble overwhelms us, we should close our ears, close our ears to what the enemy is saying. Because in as much as God is speaking, but the enemy also roars like a lion, the Bible says. He roars like, but he's not. So it is important for us that we hear distinctly the word the, the the voice of god whenever we are in trouble and in this case he says do not be crippled by this fear do not be discouraged reminds me also of joshua um when he's about to take the tribe of israel after moses had died to canaan the first thing that he was told is that do not be afraid do not be discouraged you know fear fear it takes away from who we are fear it takes away of our identity so it's important for us as believers to not never be afraid and know and understand god's promises right know and understand hurry this is what god has promised me this is the vision that god has for my life and so even if isn't us at the moment you know even if things are a bit shaky but i know god's promises and god doesn't change god will never change he says he's not a man that he should lie or is no a son of man that he should repent. If he says yes, his yes is yes. Yeah, when it it will never change. And this reminds me, guys, of a story um that I once heard, I don't know, many, many, many years ago. <laughs> Possibly a year ago. But it's a story of an elephant and a dog. Yeah. So an elephant and a dog are in one place, right? They both carrying their babies. They're in the gestation period, right? So it happens that the dog gives birth first before the elephant, right? The elephant is still carrying their, their baby. They haven't given birth. And then the second gestation period of the dog comes, comes again. And then he gives birth again. And then he's like, ay, man, no ways. How am I an elephant? Explain here. I've given birth the first time. And I even gave birth the second time again. But when I still nothing. And then the elephant looked at the dog. 
and probably laughed. He's like, my man, I hear what you say. But the difference between you and I is what I am carrying. What I am carrying when I give birth to it, when it steps on the ground, the ground shakes. So what I'm carrying is much bigger than what you're carrying, right? And hence, the time that it needs to be baked is much longer than, than the time you have to have your gestation period. And so is our lives as believers. What we are carrying is so great and so mighty. The God that we're walking with and the God that walks with us, he is so great. He's so powerful, right? And people around us can look at our circumstances and our situations. And yes, God does allow these circumstances and situations to befall on us, right? To strengthen our faith. But people around us can be like, ah, when I'm a Christian, I don't child that takes. <laughs> you know, you're a Christian, but you don't have A, B, C, and D. But what we have is greater and it's mighty. And as, and if it does take some time, take time to rejoice in God and say, you know what? Even if it takes time, Giametemba. A singer says, I trust whatever it is that I'm carrying because of the Lord that I'm walking with. I trust the, the God that I'm walking with. And so the prophet reminds Jehoshaphat, he says, do not be afraid, my man. This is not your battle, right? He says, this is not your battle. This is God's battle. This is not your battle. This is God's battle. So he reminds him that whatever it is, leave it to the master. Now, let game is for the big boys. So leave it to God. Do not let it overwhelm me. Do not let it distract you, right? Be in a place of concentration and listen to what God has to say in this situation. The book of Ecclesiastes, I think that's how it's pronounced. The book of Ecclesiastes says, the race is not for the swift or the battle for the strong, right? And so is our battle in Christ. It's not about who is more fast or who is more strong. If it was, it was that case, then there wouldn't be a need for grace. But grace comes to substitute works because people in the Old Testament had worked so hard um, to win over the, the, the glory of God and to prove their righteousness. But as Jesus came to the world, he came to grant us grace, knowing very well that as human beings, we fall short, right? And we're not strong enough to, to overcome some of the situations that we face. And then he says, instead of works, I'll give you grace, right? So that whoever comes to me is not disqualified by their, their um, how they look, how they talk, um, what they do, you know, what they eat. Um, we see in the book of, I think, First Samuels, where uh, Jesse had, no, uh, Saul has to pick a king, and he's sent to the house of Jesse, right? And God says, do not look at the outward appearance of a person, because God does not look at the outward appearance, but appearance, but God looks at the heart. And, in, and so it says to us, in Christ, the game is fair. The game is about grace. It's not about works. Because if it were about works, most of us would be disqualified, guys. If it was about who's strong, who's, you know, 
this and this and this and that, it would be very difficult. And so Jehoshaphat is reminded in this case that, in fact, this is not your battle. The sooner you realize that, the sooner you can give it to God, the sooner the master can do what masters do, you know. So God never fails in his provision, guys. God never fails in his provision. But what he wants us to do is to stop surrounding our situations. You know, Tina, we like surrounding our situations, thinking that they'll change. You know, the more I blow into this wood, then fire will come. But you are exhausting yourself. You are exhausting yourself because what what is tedious to you and what takes a lot of effort to you is effortless to God. So God says, man, yes, the army that is coming against you is very big. Chances are you might not be able to, to win against it. But when I do not be afraid, one, so fix your faith. Secondly, know that this battle is not yours. And this is very important um, because God is aware that he's going to win this battle um, for him, right? That he's going to overcome for him. But it is very important that before he does that, he reminds him that even on the other side of the battle, um, remember that the battle was not yours so that you can be able to give credit where it's due, right? Because we find ourselves in situations where God has answered our prayers and God has fought so many battles for us. You know, God has elevated us. We've gotten those promotions. You know, we've um, graduated. We've gotten the jobs. Um, you know, we've we've recovered. Some of us were sick. You know, we've recovered. And during the process of us praying and seeking God's face, when we're in times of trouble, um, we we were very much aware that we were not going to be able to win the battle without God. But now what we do during our, our, our season of consecration and finding God is totally different to what we do once we received what God had promised us. And so God is very intentional about reminding him that this is not your battle, not only for him to say, okay, now uh, I can be relaxed. Now I can chill. But it, it is also to remind him that even after you win the battles, your testimony to your kids and your grandkids and the kids that come after them is that God is the redeemer, is that God won this battle for me. It wasn't my strength. It wasn't my power, but it was God who did it for me. Right. So the next thing that we see is that after the prophet has said all of this, um, Joshua fights. Um, the, 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 not the Israelites, the, the kingdom of Judah, the tribe of Judah, they now rejoice, right? Because these are good news, guys. Imagine when you have to write an exam and then they tell you, I don't write, Wayne, don't worry. God will write it for you. I mean, you'd be so happy, right? Because now I don't have to worry myself about so for X or algebra or calculus. You know, God can literally do everything for me. So, so now the prophet continues. He says, tomorrow much down against them. Ne? You will not have to fight this battle, right? He says, take up your position, stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord. He says, Nina, Polani, guys, 
Poland. Stand firm, but you won't have to fight this battle. All you have to do is just march, right? All you have to do is just do the easy, easy part. March and let the difficult part be taken by the Lord. And this tells us as believers that, you know, the weapons of God do not conform to the weapons that we think of or the worldly weapons. Um, this is put in 2 Corinthians 10. It says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty, they are mighty through power to demolish strongholds. strongholds. What this means is that the weapons that we have are not earthly. We see um, David fighting against Goliath with a, 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 a little rock or stone. But he has his getup. He has a helmet. He has a breastplate. He has all these things. So God does not need the worldly things to help him overcome. If he needed those things, it wouldn't be God. And God says to them, do not worry about helmets. Do not worry about, you know, preparing all these things for the war, for the battle. He says, all you have to do is match. So Nina, do your part. And what is your part? Rejoice in this circumstance, right? So God, what God is requiring, requiring of them is obedience. God says, Nina, just obey whatever it is that I have to say. And then I'll provide. Because God favors obedient people, guys. It's very important as, as believers to understand that in our walk with God. That God favors obedience. God blesses obedience. God blesses obedience more than anything. The Bible even says obedience is better than sacrifice. Because why is sacrifice there? Sacrifice is to compensate for the things that you didn't do because of your disobedience. So now you have to take the longer route. So obedience is the shorter way to getting what God wants you to get. So now after God, after the, the prophet says this, Jehoshaphat bows down and the people of Judah, they also fall down on their knees and they worship God. Um, the Levites, the priests, they all start praising God. Holy, 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 holy God. Praise the Lord. So what they're doing is praising God in advance for what he is yet to do. They haven't seen it, but they are praising God in advance. And this is not necessarily because um, they're not sure. These people are very much sure of what God is going to do because he had been a deliverer for years, right? He has done this before. He has done great things and marvelous things um, for their ancestor, David, and for Solomon and for all the other kings that came before. And so they trust that he's still the same God of yesterday. And as a result, he'll be the same God today. And he'll be the same God in the battle. So now they are so confident in this and they start praising him in advance. And I feel as a generation, we need to start learning this very powerful statement of praising God in advance. You know, sometimes we pray for things um, and we pray in faith. So we kneel down and we pray in faith. But when we stand up, we stand up in doubt. And as a result, God is shocked because you were crying 
you know, all tears were rolling down, your knees were dusty. But when you stand, you stand in doubt because you are not sure if God is going to provide for whatever it is that you asked in prayer. But the prayer that you were claiming that you were praying in faith. And so we need to be that generation where we pray for things and even before we see them, we start rejoicing. There is power in that, right? Um, in the book of Philippians, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, through prayer and petition, bring your request in thanksgiving, right? So, come and enter his gates with thanksgiving, even before the things that you see happen or that you, that, that you are anticipating for, even before they happen, start rejoicing in advance, right? Start writing that diary, thanking God every single day, right? This is so powerful because in days where you are feeling down, you can just go back to that, you know, book and say, oh, yo, God, Mara, God has been so faithful, right? God has been a provider, each and every day, if you have nothing to do, just take a diary and write the things that you're grateful for. It might be the bad, bad, baddest day, the worst day, but there is always something to be grateful for. If it's not current, it's the things that you are wishing for or the things that you are praying for or the things God has shown you that are yet to come. If God has shown you a promotion, if God has shown you success, if God has shown you leadership in a certain aspect of your life, start praising him now. You know, start the revival now. This is what the, the, the tribe of Judah did with Jehoshaphat. They started praising him. They went like crazy. And for someone who had looked from outside, they, they would have thought, ah, man, these guys are crazy. How can, how can you rejoice like this when the giant is still coming? But now, this is a posture of trusting God to say, God, I will thank you in advance because I know nothing is impossible with you. In fact, nothing shall be impossible with you. So I thank you in advance. And this is what they are doing as a nation. After praying, after seeking God's, God's, God's face, after inquiring of the Lord, um, then they start hearing that, you know what, God is saying, Palani, guys, settle all you have to do is obey me. Listen to my instruction. The manual is already set. This battle has already been won. What I need from you now is just obedience and listening to me. And they're like, oh, great and mighty is the Lord. Great and mighty is the Lord. What shall I render to the Lord for his, he has done so very much for me? Hey, these guys are so happy. Right? So these are the five important things that I want us to take from this story one inquire of the lord what is to inquire it's to seek seek god in every situation in every circumstance right in every battle it is very important for you to seek god most of the battles that you've seen um in the bible where people have to fight you'll see that most of them were very overwhelming but the priests and the prophets and the kings of god would win them because they inquired of the Lord and the Bible would intentionally say that because this person obeyed God, God was with him. So it's important one to inquire of the Lord. The second thing is to not be afraid because fear, it cripples your faith. It's to stand in a position of faith and trusting and believing that God will be able to 
win this for you. You will be able to overcome. The third thing that you need to remember is that the battle is not yours, right? Whatever it is that you are fighting, that's the benefit of being in Christ. The benefit of being in Christ is that you don't have to fight all of this on your own. You already have an overcomer on your side. You already have a, a, a privilege in this match, right? It's like entering a match knowing that the score is 5-0 and you are 5, the opponent is nil, right? So you already know it. When I, all you need to do is fix your lepatata, fix your whatever and rejoice. The fourth thing that we see from them is that they obey God. God says, stand firm and know and see that God is going to deliver you from this. So obedience is very important to us as believers. Let's hear what God has to say. We shouldn't act out of, you know, frustration whenever we face battles, but we should be comfortable in knowing that whatever God is telling me to do, he will see me through this, right? The last point is that we should thank God in advance, right? This is a very powerful weapon as believers. We should always thank God in advance for the things that he's done for the, and for the things that he's yet to do. Even the things that we cannot see because we walk by faith and not by sight. You know, thank God for, for all the things that you're hoping, for all the things that you're praying for. Do not kneel down in faith and stand up in doubt because now you are sabotaging yourself. The last thing um, that I want us to check before we come to a close is what Paul says. So now Paul, Paul is one of the men of faith. His journey is very interesting because before he was fighting against Christians um, because he was very much into Judaism and he was killing Christians. And after he was transformed from that, he started being radical about God. So now the same energy that he was using and even more, he was very radical about God. And in 2 Timothy um, chapter 4, we see God saying to, 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 to Timothy, he says, I give you charge. I give you this charge. He says, preach the word, be prepared in and out of season. He says, correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instructions. So what Paul is saying is that, guys, it is important as believers to do the work of God, but not just do it, to do it very well. As we are fighting these battles, we are fighting them for the honor of God, right? The battles that we are having to fight is bringing the world to Christ. And he says, preach the word and be prepared, guys. Work, 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 work on it. Every time when you step out of the house, be prepared to talk to someone about God, right? Prepare your testimony about Christ. Prepare your story of salvation. Be prepared in and out of season. We can't be believers that are sometimes shaky. You know, we must be prepared to, to lay testimony about our God. And he says, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instructions, right? And this we cannot do without the Holy Spirit, guys. We need the Holy Spirit to give us patience and to help us with the instructions because sometimes you give instructions that are according to you but are contradicting what the holy spirit has to say so he's saying be prepared and walk 
walk walk this journey of your faith as a christian he says keep your head in all situations endure hardship to the work of an of a an evangelist discharge all the duties of your ministry what he's saying is that yes in this ministry of god and in our path of walking with god we're going to have to enjoy a lot of hardships guys we are going to enjoy a lot of hardships especially when you continue and you are steadfast in the work of christ while you're still a baby christian and doing the small things the challenges are still minor but as you grow in your love for god and in your love to you know help people come to christ there'll be so many challenges that you encounter he says keep your head up in all situations and then the third thing he says he says i have fought a good fight i have finished the race and i have kept the faith this is him summarizing his journey as a as a christian and as a soldier of christ he says i have fought a good fight and this is this is a a a reminder to us as christians let us fight a good fight let us fight a good fight he says i have finished the race right we are running a race that we constantly need to prepare for and the race what is what is this race that he's talking about is it is the race of getting to where god wants you to be you know accomplishing all the things that god wants you to accomplish and as a reward getting eternal life and the prices of being righteous and of being obedient you know being remembered oh abraham were remembered as men of faith um David was remembered as the man after God's heart, you know, being that person, you know, that is running to finish this race and finishing it with a good fight. And he says, I have kept the faith, you know, even after enjoying all this, enjoying all these hardships, I have kept the faith. I have never lost sight of who, who, whose I am and who I'm with. Right, so it's important for us to keep the faith, guys. It's not easy, but as we see with Jehoshaphat, even during his time of hardship, he had a community of believers that were full of faith. It is important for us to have such a community, even when we we are lacking in our walk of faith. We can have people that surround us, that people that pray for us. You know, people people that are, will be able to stand with us in fasting and in prayer to to make sure that we get through whatever it is that we are we have encountered. So he says, keep the faith, and this is a sum up of what it is like to be like a soldier. The Bible gives us so many examples, guys, of soldiers and battles that we are facing, and all of us have different battles. We are fighting so many different battles, right? And as long as we're still on this earth, we're still going to continue to fight battles. But best believe there is a reward, as Paul says, a reward waiting for you, a reward for your righteousness, a reward for your obedience, a reward for your faith. There is a reward for that, right? So what do we do now as believers? Our commission is to know Christ and to make him known. You cannot say, ah, it's also your duty as a believer to make sure that Christ is known in whatever corner of the world um, you occupy. 
make sure that Christ is known, right? Be that person who talks about God. Be proud. Do not be ashamed of the gospel of God. You know, seek God in every situation that you do. Whatever industry that you're in, be known as a child of God. You know, they can, whatever, they can speculate so many things about you, but they should know you as a child of God. And as a result of you being a child of God, may that also, you know, infiltrate into other people's lives. You know, where people want to know who, who this God is and they want to be like you, right? And they want to serve him because they see of the great works that he's doing in your life. You know, they see as a kind person, as a loving person, as a patient person, as a person with self-control, as, you know, all these great things that I got in through the Holy Spirit. So we should continue this fight, guys, as believers, you know, make Christ known in in, in our families, make Christ known in our friend groups, make Christ known in, in our churches, make Christ known at, at, at our workplaces, at our schools, um, make Christ known in a taxi, in a supermarket, you know, make Christ known through our lives, not just by speaking, but our actions as well. May they reveal the Christ-like um, characters in us. So this is the Great Commission. And some of you possibly may be listening to this and thinking, yo, how do I make Christ known if I also don't know about Christ? You know, and I haven't received Christ. I've been listening to this um, series, Lerato, and, you know, you say we must seek first the kingdom of God. But now I'm not sure if I'm in this kingdom and I don't even know if I know of this God. And I don't even know if the price that you're talking about, I can get. Listen, the the, the the price is free. You only have to just receive this God and all these benefits can come to you, right? You see how God says, these battles that you fight, they are not yours. You know, he says, be still. I have overcome the world. Do not worry about anything. The battle has been won. Everything has been done for you. When Christ died and rose again, Everything was done, everything was sealed, everything was finished just for you. So you also have a space in God's house. His mansion has a room for you. And if that's you, I would like you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I receive you in my heart as Lord and Savior. I believe that you lived, that you died, and you rose again just for me. I take all my burdens and I submit them to you. Forgive me all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. May you give me a new life. From today onwards, I promise to serve you. I promise to love you. And I promise to love your people. I will give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me in this series. It was such a great ride. Um, I really thank God for, you know, the constant messages that he was giving me. And I believe so much that this is not about me, but it is about him intentionally wanting to speak something to your heart. And so I'm really grateful and I'm, I'm excited of the journey that we're going to walk as believers. You know, I've gained accountability partners through this series and yeah let's keep each other accountable as believers let's love each other let's embrace one another let's continue to seek 
God first, you know, let's let's be radical people that love God, you know, let's be remembered for that, you know, let's love God. And as a result, God is promising great things, you know, additional things. He's promising to compensate you for loving him and putting him first. And so I wish you guys all the best in this journey. Um, I hope God continues to favor you and show you grace and show you love. You know, I wish that God opens doors um, that you've been knocking on and that God continues to reveal himself in situations. And I pray that you never lack in everything that you do, you know, that everything that you do and touch turns into gold in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for this series, Lord. We thank you for doing the work in us, Father. It's never been about us. It will never be about us, Father, but it is about your glory, Lord. We thank you. All the glory and all the honor goes to you now and forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Bye.